with our hands and love our God. Thank you, dear Jesus. Let your divine inspiration touch every heart and every mind. Let our hearts be open unto you, O great God. Let our minds be right upon you this very, very morning, God. I pray you'll walk the aisles and the corridors of our hearts. I pray that somehow or another, God, you will minister to us in a way that we will yield to the presence of Almighty God and feel after the unction and the glory of God. Thank you in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. All right, you can uh, be seated. And uh, Tom, I've got a little handout for you. And uh, we're glad you're here this morning. It's a beautiful day. The sun is out. That's a nice thing. And, uh, God is good God. If you will take a, a look at your handout, one for family, I think. If we have to get some more runoff, we will. But, uh, I'd like to minister to you and talk to you a little bit today about the great gift of the Holy Ghost and what the Holy Ghost does in a person's life. Can you imagine the thinking that goes behind what comes our way? We, uh, we serve the God of heaven and earth, okay? And in serving the God of heaven and earth, you want to keep in mind that there is no other. That's the first order of business. There's one God. And uh, his name is above every name, the scripture teaches. Neither is there salvation in any other. So isn't it marvelous to know that you can claim this holy God? You can look to this holy God. You can lift up your eyes unto his heavens. And in calling upon his name, he will hear and he will answer. Um, it's very often been felt and said among us that there's a degree that everybody needs. Now today, you know, we live in a world that, that uh, we find that people are seeking so many things when Matthew 6.33 said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. So it's important 
for all of us to get the priority, okay? Get the priority. And uh, seek ye first, priority. The uh, Bible even said to seek him while he may be found. Well, that's a good thing to keep in mind because evidently there's going to be a time when, when God's not going to be able to be found. He's not going to be quite so readily available. And consequently, when you go about seeking all the things that people go about seeking, it's the wise ones that realize what the priority should be. You know, in all the getting, sometimes people get everything but what they really need. And they get, unfortunately, very, very confused and very mixed up and going in all kinds of wrong directions. And God is trying to intervene into our lives, and he's trying to give us the right direction. He's trying to help us to seek the important things. Now, people at all different ages, whether they're just coming out of high school or whether they're get, getting a little older and they suddenly maybe feel the need uh, or they are looking for improvement, upgrade in their employment, and they will seek after a degree in college. And they'll maybe even go for some types of certifications, a little more of a short-term situation, get certified along certain lines. And in doing these things, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And sometimes uh, certain words are attributed to the degree like an associate of arts or an AA and um, things like that. Well, I want to talk to you this morning about, about getting the most important degree in your life. Okay? The most important degree. And that degree is going to be also labeled an AA. But it's not an associate of arts. It's an attitude adjustment. That's the most important degree. Now we had 10 that had a meeting with the Most High. The Most High, who is a spirit, he chose to show, as, and, and as such, he's invisible, okay? And he chose to show himself visibly. That's why the Bible said God is a spirit and that God was manifest in the flesh. The invisible spirit showed himself visibly. And that is where your Bible teaches you about Mary giving birth to a child, which was the flesh, and that in that flesh, that child, dwell the very fullness of the spirit of the invisible and living God. 
to wit or sense that God, who is a spirit and is invisible, was in Christ or was in the flesh. And he came to reconcile. He came to take people that were estranged and separated from him by sin, by unbelief, doubt, and fear. Well, we have ten <clears throat> that are under great condemnation because they're sinners. It's obvious that they're sinners. And the time period in which they lived, which was still under the law of Moses, being sinners or being lepers, which is a type of sin, that they had to go about, they had to warn people, don't get near me, I'm contagious, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a leper. So they were, they were, you know, you kind of kept your distance from them because you didn't want to get what they had. Nobody was lining up to volunteer and saying, I want to be a leper. You know, it's like saying, I want to uh, have cancer. Nobody's volunteering to get cancer. People are taking steps to get rid of cancer. And so, spiritualize that now, if you please. Think spiritually with me. Think scripturally with me as we present ourselves this morning in the house of God to worship the one true eternal God, to serve Him. And you present yourself thinking spiritual, and you say, okay, all have sinned, all have come short of His glory. So everybody has a need. Everybody's lost. So we got these ten. They're living in a time period that's fixing to leave one thing and go into another. We're going to leave the law and we're going to go into grace. God's going to compass us about, surround us with favor. Now, wonderful? Grace. Grace. Favor is going to come our way. The news, the gospel, is good news. Not bad news, it's good news. We certainly live in a world that's filled with bad news. People, people get upset. People get ugly. People get down. People get mad. They have inner internal strife and anger. Emotions that are raging inside of them, and the Lord, the Most High, said it shall come to pass in the last days as we leave the law and we go into grace, we go into this church age, he's saying, I'm going to pour out my spirit. That's going to be my answer. I'm going to pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. He said, your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy. Are going to see visions, dreams. 
as I pour out of my spirit upon them. God's got something good in store. Comes upon during the days of his flesh, during the visible showing of the invisible God. Comes upon these ten lepers, ten sinners, and they beseech him. They've heard of him. They've heard of him. And they, maybe things advance. I've heard that there are different stages of cancer. Stage four seems to be extreme. And uh, maybe their cancer, their sin, had gotten rather deep and rather advanced. And they presented themselves to him. They're looking for help. They've heard of him. They've finally gotten their mind on what's important. What, what should be first, not last. So they wake up to this. And they beseech him, help us. They begin to do what the Bible said, to call upon the Lord, the name of the Lord. So they're calling to Jesus, calling for help. This is a good thing. When things come in our lives and we pay attention to the point that we look to the one that can help us, the one that we should have looked at in the first place, thankfully, now we're looking. So I'm going to be happy about that. I'm always happy when somebody comes through the door and they are awakening. The Bible said about the word awake. It uses the word awake. That a person has an awakening moment and they say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call on the Lord. I'm going to, I'm going to, Listen to the Word of God. I'm going to start doing, I'm sure everybody here has had a, some kind of an experience in your life when you said, I should have done that in the first place. You know, instead of waiting, I should have just done that in the first place. Yeah. And spiritually, spiritually, we have hopefully that moment where we realize that I've, tried this and I've tried this and I've tried that and I've tried the other and I should have just called on the Lord. I should have looked to Him in the first place. Instead of allowing myself to put this off, allowing emotions, negative emotions, to rule in my heart, in my life, and dictate my actions. And the lepers, they had a wake-up call. And they, it inspired them to call. They called on the Lord. 
Bible said if you do that, you'll be saved. That means you'll be delivered from your situation. You know, the Bible said that Jesus came to save sinners from their sins. Not in their sins, but from their sins. We live in a world where people want to claim salvation and just keep right on sinning. Just keep right on doing the wrong thing. Just keep right on having a bad, nasty, carnal attitude. But Jesus is offering a chance to get your degree. Hey, and it's free. Doesn't cost you anything. And all the assistance is free. It's offered to you. It's offered to everybody. He's no respecter of persons. His, figuratively, his arms are stretched out wide. And he's calling to everybody. The Bible said he came unto his own, though, and his own received him not. Isn't that sad? That's going to happen. I think I told you that after I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, as a young man, 46 years ago, brand new, everything new to me, never had read the Bible, didn't, had never heard a sermon, didn't know anything really about him. And, uh, you know, you can have some general impressions, but knowing him in the power of his might is a whole different thing. Having that real experience with him and to do what he said, to come unto him and learn of him, is a whole different thing. And so, when I first came and I was very attitudinal. My behavior was, was not good. That's what attitude is, it's behavior, you know. And uh, my behavior wasn't good. My speech wasn't good. My thought patterns weren't good. My direction in life was not good. And uh, consequently, I was in a, a mess, and the mess was getting bigger and greater and grander. Uh, so I, I get invited, and I say, okay, I'm going to come. So I take my wife, not being married too very long, and we, we go to the church house, just like this. And it's all new to us. You know, it's kind of like, what have we here? <laughs> well, we had people sitting around, and then they begin to clap, and they begin to praise, and they begin to worship. And, uh, of course, I didn't know that it was worship, but I found out. But I observed. I observed hands going up in the air, mouths open, voices proclaiming. I'm hearing Jesus. I love you. Praise you. Many other such like things. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. 
all a whole new language for me, whole new vocabulary. And uh, I found myself being offered the opportunity to get my degree, that I could have an AA. I could have an attitude adjustment. And I'll tell you what. I came to that place by the grace of God that I needed that attitude adjustment, that my behavior was bad behavior. I matured by the grace of God. I matured to the place where I coughed it up. I got a bad attitude. I've got a bad attitude. One day, one day, I um, high school, probably eleventh grade. I I played football, and we came in from practice, and everybody's tired, everybody's worn out, and uh, me and this other guy got into it, and um, he called me a name, and I got really upset about it. And, of course, you know, I pretty much would fight at the drop of a hat. It's just part of, unfortunately, my lost, sinful, carnal nature. You know. And uh, it was a culture in which I was raised up. So me and this guy got into it. And, of course, coaches get you and, you know, you're in trouble. And I remember that um, I told the coach, he asked me what happened. I told him what happened. I said, well, he called me a name. And he said, okay, what did he say? I said, he called me a baby. Well, I told you, it was just after practice. I was hot. I was tired. So that didn't set well, you know. And so I decided to clean his clock a little bit. And uh, when they separated us, I got brought to the coach and told the coach after he asked me what it, what was said. Then I I said, well, I um, he he looked at me when I told him what the kid called me, and he said, who's the baby? And it struck me. And I said, Peter. And he said, exactly. Exactly. And that was his wisdom. It just diffused me. All the steam went out. All the anger went out. And I'm like, I'm not the guy with the problem. He's the guy with the problem. So I'm not going to let him. That's what the coach was saying. Don't let that dictate your life. You know, we've been letting the devil dictate things that affect us. It causes us sometimes to get mad, get all steamed up. You know, attitude 
gets reflected in your posture. Well, come on, it's time to, get, time to take a bath. That little attitude got displayed this morning. One of our little young guys came in, and the mother said he's in one more frame of mind this morning, you know. That happens. That happens. And as we get older, unfortunately, our bad attitude gets bigger. <laughs> and uh, and we, we graduate into more complicated situations. That's why the prisons are full today. That's why there's a lot of people in, in the hospital or in mental institutions today suffering from mental health breakdowns. That's why there's divorces. That's why there's people on the side of the road, grown men with ties and white shirts on, fist fighting because they were driving along in the car and they, <laughs> well, hey, didn't a guy just get shot in New Orleans? What was it? Twelve times? I don't know. Six, eight, twelve times? And and they they bumped they bumped fenders. And the and the guy jumped out and words and the next thing followed the guy and the next thing you know just shot him. Not once, but like six or twelve times. I mean he riddled him with bullets. Wound up the guy that was killed was a few days away in this world from being inducted into the hall, football hall of fame. He was an ex-NFL star. How quickly your life can be ended, snuffed out. Because apparently they both took a bad attitude. And somebody reached for a gun and that was the end of that. I've noticed some very sad and extreme cases that ended tragically. We had, a, we had a young man years ago. He was like shoe leather. He was that tough. And he was growing up in the neighborhood right here. He had a little mini bike. He'd come riding around here. He could ride through barbed wire. And it wouldn't even faze him. He was just tough as shoe leather. Came up on the streets down there, and I don't know all the history. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't even remember his name anymore. It's over 35 years ago. But you know what? He grew up and hanging on the streets and going to the bars, being Mr. Tough Guy. Hey, a little old skinny guy one time. And in the same bar that he was in. And he just took a bad attitude towards the guy. And he beat the guy up. I mean, slapped him and, you know, we don't always like to use that word, but, you know, pimp slapped him. And I mean, he just humiliated him in front of the people that were in that bar. And they laughed and they made fun. But that little skinny guy, he, he was so affected in his attitude, felt so depressed and so put down, that he went and got a gun 
And he came back. And he shot that young man that used to ride up and down where our new building's being built, which was all grass and what have you, a, a field, on his little na 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 na. And he shot him five times. Killed him dead. Right there on the in the bar on the floor, dead. And it was kind of like, nah. You know? And of course he he's in jail. He's not there for life. Attitude. Attitude. Here's ten lepers. They're absolutely in a in a bad case. And by the grace of God, the favor of God, the love of God, they hear about Jesus, or they've heard about him. And what a wonderful, marvelous thing that they even recognized who he was. Don't forget, Judas had to point him out. Jesus just evidently just blended in. You know, there was no beauty, the Bible said, when you saw Jesus outwardly. Okay, he wasn't a GQ model. He was just a very evidently common look about him. Natural, that is. There was no beauty physically that when you saw him, you would desire him. The book said, this is not built around, never has been built around. Physical, natural, this is spiritual, this is godly, this is holy, this is righteous. Whole different standard, whole different standard. You know, our standard isn't pink hair hmm? or purple. Watch out, because I, I think purple is going to be the, the color for some cause. I forgot already, but there's some cause, and they want everybody to go purple. So I, I'm thinking that there's probably going to be a lot of dyed purple hair going around. Okay, But that's not the church's standard, is it? That's not anything that reflects Jesus, his, tr his truth, his church. Okay. There was a an inner beauty that drew people to Jesus. And these, these ten lepers cried out, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. Have mercy. And we're living in a day and time when people don't think they need mercy. People don't feel like it's a big deal to do wrong to talk wrong, to act wrong, to have bad attitudes. They, they don't think any big deal. They, there's a whole absence of the fear of God. People think that they can. I had a guy the other day. I, I, I told my wife, we were, this has been actually a couple of weeks ago. We were driving through a parking lot to get to a certain store. Uh, and uh, actually, it wasn't a store. But anyway, and, and as we're driving, I told her, I said, you know, I've noticed in this parking lot, I said, people are very attitudinal. I mean, 
Stop sign doesn't mean nothing. Common courtesy doesn't mean anything. Driving etiquette doesn't mean anything. Me first seems to be the attitude of, that's prevalent. And uh, all of a sudden, this guy and I think his mother come walking out. I am driving. I'm in the main part going along. And I have to hit the brakes. And the guy looks at me. And he says, Now, you know, the carnal in me, <laughs> right? My foot is pressing the gas right about then, letting up I try. Thank you for shaking your head. Thank you for identifying. <laughs> and, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, buddy, I'm going to make you, a, I'm going to leave my tread marks on you. <laughs> and, of course, my Holy Ghost checked me and, no, 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 that's not the right attitude. Okay, okay, gotcha, I hear you. I hear you because it's pounding away in there at me, you know. I, 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 uh, I just marveled, you know. Sometimes you, you marvel <laughs> at, at people's attitude. But there was a day when I marveled at my attitude, at how bad it was, how wrong it was, how out of, kilter I was, out of, out of balance I was, and why I thought that everybody ought to put up with it. You know, but like I said, there's a maturity, by the grace of God, that sets in, by His grace and His favor, and you, you awaken, you know, and you realize nobody owes me anything. Nobody owes me anything. And, and there He is. And there they were in the mess that they were in. And they call on him and ask him for mercy because they're acknowledging we're in a mess. We need what you can give us. We find ourselves weak and beggarly, subject to the elements and the spirits of this world. We find ourselves powerless. Help us. Have mercy on us. Look at us. What a mess. Mercy. Oh, you can put a suit on, tie on, put a pretty dress on, strike your pose. But you see, Jesus knows the heart. He knows what's going on inside that people don't see. But what they get to see from your heart is how you act. It comes out. You know? <laughs> know what they call it? Body language? Hubba hubba. <laughs> Body language. <laughs> it comes out. It comes out. Out. It's like somebody walked in one time and somebody else said, and what have we got here? <laughs> it's just radiating, you know. And uh, But Jesus is offering you a degree. He's offering everybody a degree. He's offering you an AA. No charge. Free of charge. Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden. Learn of me. 
got rest for you. I've got answers for you. I've got help for you. Free of charge. An AA. An attitude adjustment. It's going to make a... Think of the, the two guys on the cross, either side of Jesus, right and left. And they're both cussing at him while they're hanging up on a cross. And their lungs are heaving. The gravity is pulling. And there he is between them. You know, Jesus identifies with our, our problems. The Bible said he can be touched. He's not out of reach. He can be with the feeling. You feel bad. You feel mad. You feel angry. You feel upset. He can be touched with those feelings. Those are weaknesses. That's our, our weak nature. Born in sin. Subject to all kinds of you know, I'm just riding along one time in the car. Got somebody driving. I'm just riding along in that air conditioner. And all of a sudden, whoop. My sinuses are running. Now, I've never had a sinus problem. But the next thing I know, I got Niagara Falls coming out of my nose. Something came in through that, from the outside, and through that air conditioning system, and whoop, right up into me. And, you know, we'll spiritualize things like that. Out of nowhere, seemingly, but you know it came from somewhere. But you didn't see anything. But you felt it. And the negative effects of it. Now I know nobody here ever wakes up in a bad mood. Did you shake your head no? <laughs> nobody here. Nobody here ever gets out of the up and out of the wrong side of the bed. Okay. So I'll have to get you to stretch your imagination a little bit with me since you've never experienced that kind of situation. And, uh, nobody wakes up around here with the grumps. I went uh, into a local restaurant and there's a little old thing that serves, and one of them. And uh, I, so I call her Chiquita, because she's so short. And she is a bundle of energy, always smiling, happy. How you doing, Pastor? Doing good. How are you doing? Great! Well, this one day I go in there, and she's just, and I'm like, man, this is different. This is different. This is different. Wound up, something negative had taken place. Something came through the air conditioner of life. <laughs> something came invisible, unseen to the natural eye, and it had an effect. It took an effect, a negative effect. It happens to all of us. Sometimes we, now my wife can wake up with a headache. I mean a, a pounding headache. I mean, it's keep the lights off headache. <laughs> it's 
don't speak headache. I don't even want to feel air moving headache. All due to something you can't see called barometric pressure. And that, I don't know whether the pressure goes up or the pressure goes down. But, or maybe it doesn't matter. But she becomes all of a sudden a weather lady. And she'll just say, it's going to rain today. And I'm looking up, blue sky, sun is shining. And I'm, I'm pulled back into the world of being an unbeliever. I, not believing you, honey, forget it. Sky's blue. That sun is a bright, yellow, beautiful burst of energy up there. And, ah. Four hours later, kaboom! <laughs> <You know. laughs> Lightning, thunder, and she's in the bed praying it rains because that breaks the barometric pressure. Pressure. Then you got to live with the after effects of having that headache. Now, sometimes a glass bottle of Coke will get rid of a headache. Sometimes, along with prayer, you know that. Along with, uh, I don't know, Excedrin or extra strength something. And there's a whole bunch of those things. And when your head is pounding, you're pretty much open to any one of them. I hope they work. You're chasing them with a Coke. Other than that, we don't drink soda. I don't drink any soda, but... She doesn't except for when the headache hits, if it's that kind of headache. But if it's a barometric pressure headache, Coke don't do it. No kind of little bottle stuff does it. Nothing. Except rain. Need the pressure to quit building. Let it rain. There's a lesson. There's a lesson. We get Things we don't see. But they build up and it has a negative effect on us. And what we need is what Jesus said. I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Ask ye of the Lord rain in the time in which you're living. The latter rain. I'm not going to go into the lesson of the early and the latter rain right now. But, and I have taught that here, I'm sure I have. In 40 years, I'm sure I have. But that, that rain, that Holy Ghost outpouring. How many times have we said that all we need is a dose of the Holy Ghost? It will cure what ails us. Wednesday night, we had a beautiful service, a move of God, you know, and we go out a whole lot better than we were when we came in. You know what my wife tells the kids? They'll say, she'll say, I love you, and then little old kids, Josh and all of them, they'll say, I love you, and she'll say, I love you more. <laughs> You know, so the other day I was reading in the Bible and it said something and I, and I told her, I said, um, finish this verse for me or complete this verse for me. And I read the verse and she, huh, struggled. She threw out a word, threw out a word. And I, no, I said, it's your word. And she said, huh? And I said, 
more. More, 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 more. That's how she'll end up with the kids. More, 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 more. And it's a big joke, and they all fall on the ground laughing. Right, okay. So I'm saying that God is saying, seek me first. Seek me. Wake up. Awaken to righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness. Not your righteousness, not some denominational rights, not, your, not a family thing or a friend thing, but God's thing. Wake up. The lepers had bounced off all kinds of different experiences and ugliness and, and pain and misery and, you know. And people couldn't go around them, and rightly so. Who wants that? Got to keep our distance. Even the law said you've got to cry out, make sure that they know. Well, you know what? You get a bad enough attitude, it cries out. Stay away from him. Stay away from her. Don't get involved with this. Don't get involved with that. Because you don't want to get that. And if you're dull enough to think you can be around that and not get it, then you're really dull. You're kidding yourself. You're lying to yourself. Hey, I got news for you. Bad spirits are contagious. They're very contagious. Very contagious. And uh, I told him, quoted to President Lincoln way back. Famous president, ex-president, dead president. And he said one day in one of his speeches, famous speech, he said, lend me your ears. And I'm saying to you, don't do that. Don't lend your ears to the wrong thing. Don't lend your eyes and your mind, your heart. Because that invisible stuff will come right on in. And it will negatively affect you. You're, you're, you're creating your own battle because of what you listen to, what you give ear to. You want to hear something? He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit hath to say. And God said, I'm going to pour out my Spirit. I'm going to give you the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to give you your AA, an attitude adjustment. I'm going to bring you at one with me. That's what we need. How can I get it right with God? Hey, it's a great feeling to get it right with God. Woo! I remember I told you I was all brand new to me. Four days after I got the Holy Ghost, I got on a plane. I went back to New York, and I thought everybody would want what I got. Of course, I found out everybody didn't want what I, what I had. Everybody wasn't at that place. Everybody hadn't arrived at that place in their thinking, in their heart. So I just had to, I told them and I had to let them go. I had to move on. Move on. I could I could have just settled back at home. I could have settled back into family and friends 
people I grew up with, did all kinds of things with. Yeah. I had one friend that his parents owned a, a gas station, a shelf station, right on I-95. And uh, he was just, I pulled in my car, hey, man, how you doing? You know, just, you know, I'm back, I'm fresh, I'm full of hugs, I'm just wanting to tell this guy. And uh, he, uh, so, you know, he's leaning on the car and he's pumping the gas. And uh, so, you know, chit-chat. He says, so, he says, what are you doing now? And I said, I'm a preacher. He started laughing. He rolled off the back of the car onto the ground, laughing. And I'm left standing there looking at this. This guy just laughing. You! I remember going to a club. It was called, believe it or not, it was called McDimples. Don't ask me why. I have no idea. I have no idea. But the big guy at the door, I knew. I grew up with him. He wasn't always so big. Now he was big. And, uh, you know, they take a cover charge, you know. I've got a handful of tracks. I don't have any money. i got a handful of tracks. And uh, so I step up. I go, hey, Joe, how you doing? He goes, hey, how you doing? I go, um. I just want to go in and see Tommy. Uh, I see he's tending bar. And, and Tommy was this high, this wide, and full of devils. Now, I didn't know that until after I got in the church and started reading the Bible and learning about spirits and things. But now I was there the night. And we were all out on the town doing our thing. And we were so rough and tough. You know, we went to Howard Johnson's. Y'all too old, young to know how to Can I say they had the best hot dogs and mustard stuff? But anyway, um, and, and I watched five policemen could not get his hands behind them to handcuff him. The devil's in him. He's so strong. I watched him tell a man, say, you see that ring? He said, I'm going I'm to make an imprint right in your forehead. Well, he was there. He was, you know, five foot seven. He took a six foot four guy, picked him up, threw him through a plate glass window. Old Tommy was full of the devil. So Joe said, yeah, okay. So I went on in. I didn't have to stay in the Kelsey. I said, I'm not staying, just going in. I went in, gave my little invitation to Tommy, talked to him. Tom was real nice to me. You wanted Tom to be nice to you. And so I just turned around, headed on out the bar, maybe gave a few more, you know, made my way out of there. I wasn't going to hang out there. I wasn't going to lend my ear to the music and the language. I pulled up to the tire place yesterday. I think it was yesterday, right? And uh, somebody had their thump thump going, and the filth. The language, just full blast. And I, I remember getting out of the car, and I heard, it hit me. I mean, it hit me. And I just said, ugh, you know. It's not the rap. It's not the poetry in motion. It's not the prose. It's the spirit of it. It's the attitude of it. It's the words.
but you see, when I got the Holy Ghost, I got my, I got my degree. I got my attitude adjusted. I've seen people in this congregation. Back it up. No, I would have never guessed. What happens? You go to the chiropractor and you get an adjustment. This needs an adjustment. The lepers needed an adjustment. Have mercy on us. Have mercy. They saw their need. Some people don't acknowledge their need. There ain't nothing wrong with me. It's everybody else. Really? But they cried out. Their, their situation got so bad that they cried out and they said, have mercy. Have mercy. I've, we've tried everything. Extra strength, Tylenol, chemotherapy. We've tried everything. We've been to 67 palm readers. And, you know. Been, one of our preachers went in. And you don't do this. Okay. But it was a, definitely the Lord in this case. And he walking along and there was a palm reader. Big window, glass window. You know, and he, the Lord told him, go in there. So he turns in there, sits down at the table opposite the lady. And, um, you know, she starts doing her little thing. And uh, all of a sudden, she starts wailing. He's just sitting there. She starts wailing. And she said, the spirit in you is greater than the spirit in me. Oh, yeah. The devil is real, church family. And he, too, is invisible. And he can come in through <laughs> the air conditioner. He can come in through lots of things. Don't lend your ears. He can come in through words. He can come in through music. Yeah. He can come in through a lot of, he's looking for any way that he can get into your heart. What happened to Judy? Hmm? What happened to Judy? How many of you got your little printouts? Got your little handouts? Thank you. They didn't give me one. Take a look at it. Did anybody not get one that should have one? Because we can get more printed up for you. Everybody, okay, Sister Pearl. Okay, you can help. Maybe you can get a half a dozen. Sister Mila, thank you. Those of you that have it, starts out with Judas had the best pastor. Judas had the best leader. Judas had the best teacher. Judas had the wisest. Judas had the best friend, look at me, and he failed. He failed. 
So what do we say? When the best isn't good enough? Best isn't good enough. I read where, and you have, I trust, Isaiah chapter 5, where uh, the Lord got that piece of land and developed it, defensed it, got all, gathered all the stones out, everything that offended, put a, put a tower in it, and he put a wine press in it, and he... Uh, Sister Tessia and Sister Pearl. He put, uh, he just fixed it all up. And he planted a vine. It was a noble vine. And he stood back and he looked for it to bring forth fruit. But it, it didn't do that. And you know, it, it boiled down to The Lord said, what more could I have done? What more could I have done? Judas, he had the best pastor. He had the best leader. He had the best teacher. He had the wisest. He had the best friends. And he failed. Let's read on. The problem isn't the leadership. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. God, it's not my fault. This is amazing. This is a first. <laughs> the problem isn't the leadership or the church you go to. If your attitude doesn't change or your character transformed, that's a Bible word, you will always be the same. Jesus said, you must. Be born again of water and of the Spirit. Jesus told ten lepers who were not yet in that dispensation. Just like the two on the cross. They weren't yet in this time in which you and I live. Okay? This church age. This time of grace. This time when God is saying, I'm surrounding you with my favor. When a woman could be brought, taken in the very act of sin. And that the grace of God would say, where are your accusers? Nobody here, Lord. They've all left because they're convicted of their own conscience. Okay? So they don't condemn me. No, they dropped their rocks and they ran. They, got, they, they became conscious of their own weaknesses and their own sins and their own bad situations. And, of course, you know, you always want to find somebody that's a little bit worse. Isn't that like the children? Look what they did! But we're not talking about them. We're talking about you. <laughs> you know? I remember riding along with one of mine one time, and they said, pulled that one on me, and I said, you see that sign? He said, yeah. I said, well, I want to talk to you about that sign, then we'll talk about that sign. And if I want to talk about another sign, well, then we'll talk about the other sign at that time. 
said, right now, I'm talking to you about you, not the other two in your family. Just read in your Bible where God told Moses, you tell Aaron, yeah, you got to get delivered from family. Ooh, hello. Now what God did for the Apostle Paul, he delivered him from the people. You got to get delivered. You got to get saved. I, I had all kinds of family that basically spit in my face. And I just had to walk away. Pray for them. Move on. That's how come you're so blessed. You've got me in Florida. Ha, ha, ha. Amen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody said praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So... You've got to realize that there comes a time that Moses, you get that time in your life where Moses was told of God, get your brother Aaron, the high priest, all his, oh, he had a grandma, he had a hat you'd love. Man, oh, Sister Pearl, whoo, Aaron had a hat, let me tell you, he had a, a fair mitre, amen, boy, he had a, a coat, mm-hmm, oh, boy, he was duded out, you hear me, everybody said amen, okay, that, all of our beautiful children are in, now quit being distracted, thank you, I'm right here, don't. Focus in. And God said, you tell your brother to get up to the mountain and to remove all of his priestly garments and to prepare to die. And that's what Moses told his brother. comes a time when everything gets removed. All of the excuses, all of the, the shields that you use, all of the things that you hide behind, they all get stripped away. All the excuses. And it's just you and God. There came a time Judas had the best. Is Jesus the best? <laughs> Is Jesus the best or what? And he failed. Because he didn't listen. Because he didn't line up. Because he, he didn't get his degree. He didn't get his AA. He had an opportunity. Hey, he was given power. He came back with the 12, even the 70 it was. Came back and said, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us. And Jesus said, don't rejoice because the devils are subject unto you. He said, rejoice because your name. You better listen to this. He said, rejoice because your names are written 
in the Lamb's book of life. Can your name be taken out? Did Judas's name, I don't know, was it a whiteout? <laughs> was it an erase? <laughs> I don't know, but his name went out. He got what the Bible used to term blotted. He got blotted out. His name was blotted out. Priorities. Let me get my degree. Oh, if only Judas would have lived. You forget Judas, except for an example to you. You might want to start thinking about yourself. You might want to start thinking about that one you see in the mirror. You see, you so this is not physical okay not physical this is spiritual this is the real thing the physical world it's the, the very elements are going to melt the heavens are going to roll together like a skull the stars and every star the littlest star is bigger than this planet and they're going to fall Every island is going to be moved, and every mountain is going to be moved. Every rich man. And I'm not going to call names to pick on them, only for identification. But every rich man and woman, Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, Kim Kardashian, Beyonce, whoever else, Miley Cyrus, whoever. Whoever. The Bible said they're gonna hide. And they're gonna they're gonna oh they're gonna pray. They're gonna pray. They're going to pray for the rocks to fall on them. They're going to seek. We're talking about getting your AA, your attitude adjustment. Seek ye first the kingdom of Oh, they're gonna seek. They're going to seek when the stars are falling. When the heavens are being shaken, the powers of the heavens are being shaken. When men's hearts, as well as the physical heart, is going to fail them for fear of the things which are coming upon the earth. What's the Bible say? They're going to they're seek. What are they going to seek? They're going to seek death. They're going to want to die. Because they're going to want to hide. They're going to want to get away from the wrath of God and of the Lamb. Do you know the Bible said God is angry at the unbeliever every day? Every day that you don't believe him, every day that you push him away, you just push him away. He's angry. Judas should be an example to us of how not to do it. 
having had the best, once again, the best pastor, the best leader, the best teacher, the wisest, the best friend, and he failed. Okay. Failed. He didn't get his degree. He was given power to cast out devils. Said, Jesus said, that's not the priority. The priority is your name is in the land. You know, I don't reckon that Judas paid that any mind whatsoever. I believe that went in one ear and out the other. You know? All he could do is think about, boy, I can't wait to get out of here so I can go get with them and get the 411. All that fat, juicy gossip and talk. Let me lend my ear. Let me be a, a garbage pail, a septic tank. Better that you would pray, fill me up, Lord. Not fill me up, gossip. Fill me up, Lord. If you see yourself either as a sinner saved by grace or if you're not there yet and if you're not baptized in Jesus name and you're not filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost you have yet to arrive that's being born again that's getting into the body of Christ that's the beginning okay that's the beginning we come believing what he's saying and we repent you know when the ten lepers believed and they obeyed you said, go, you gotta do, we've got to do things according to chapter and verse. Now you go and do the right thing. And so they did. And while they were going, they looked. They looked. They said, man, look at that. Huh. I don't know if they were able to stop and plate, look in a plate glass window or not or glass that had been rubbed to where it was mirror. And they realized, man, my nose looks better now than it did before. My ear is better. My lips, okay. My eyes, wow. And nine of them, nine of them made like Usain Bolt. Friend, the afterburners went on, and they started running. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do the other, and I'm going to get me this, and I'm going to get me that. Ambitions. Carnal ambitions. Oh, I've been wanting to get rid of all this fat. I'm going to get it. Put it back here. Oh, you didn't know that's the rage? Seek ye first. Seek ye first. Of all the things that people need, fat back there ain't it. I got news for you. That's not even fat back there. Okay? That's muscle. I'm not going to go into the science lesson, but anyway. Okay? 
Yeah, they, they took off. One guy. <laughs> so again, one guy came back. One guy. You're not even, you're not even Jewish. You're not even one of the chosen. You're, you're not, you're just a Samaritan. You're, you're mixed. Jesus said, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Weren't, weren't there ten of you? Yeah. You said, where, where are the nine? We can't find them? They're not in church. They're not on the field. They're not, they're not here. They're not involved. They're not praising. They're not thanking. For what all I did for them? gave them the best. I gave my life. He gave his life on that cross. You talk about tough love. He took a whooping for us. Three hundred. 39 stripes, and there was nine whips on that whip. Cat of nine tails, it was called. 39 times nine, 361. He took a whooping for us. When they got done, his insides were visible. They were hanging out. The Bible said he didn't even look like a man. When you looked at him, what have we got here? We had a preacher. Another continent. And they came walking up to him as he was at the pulpit. He came walking up. And he looked and he said, What is that? And then he realized it was a woman, gnarled and twisted by the devil. And so his wife described, she said, so he cast the devil at her. God filled her with the Holy Ghost. Made her life all new. Yeah? That's what he does. That's what the church does. That's what the church does. You know what's really funny? I find that people leave the church, but they always want to know what the church is doing. You'd be surprised how many drive-bys we get. <laughs> Different definition, right? Yeah. Actually, we've had the other kind, too, where they shot the wound out. We've had that. Oh, yeah. But uh, just remember, there's a classic example here that Judas had the best, and he failed. He failed because he didn't get his degree. If your attitude or the problem isn't the leadership or the church you go to, if your attitude, everybody said my attitude. My attitude. 
doesn't change or your character transformed, I will always be the same. I remember. I remember coming down. I remember kneeling down. I got here, man. I started. I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know how to pray. But I, it, was, it wasn't hard because all you got to do is talk to him. <laughs> He's not looking for college words. He's not looking for you to try to impress him with your beauty. Okay? Call upon him. Seek him while you still can. I've known people to get stroke. They couldn't talk anymore. They couldn't walk correctly anymore. I was in a, an office, I don't know how long ago it's been, within the last year, and uh, there was a man sitting there, and she told him it was time for him to go in. And he was like, I mean, I, I was worn out watching him get up. And his son was with him. The guy wasn't that old. His son was with him. And he said, you ought to have seen him before he started coming here. <laughs> In other words, he's had some treatments. <laughs> he, he, his son was saying, he's doing pretty good right now. <laughs> and I'm looking at him like, oh, God, that guy's in pain. People need to see the difference because our attitude, because we got our degree, we've had an attitude adjustment. Had a change. We've had a change. And the change is for the good. You don't have to be a failure like Judas. Okay. Go to the Faith Hall of Fame, Hebrews chapter 11, and you can read about the people who were successful to the point that the writer said, I'd like to tell you about a whole bunch more, but time fails me, and it's failing me right now. Everybody said praise the Lord. So just remember, everybody needs to get their degree, and Jesus is offering it. To each and every one of us. Free. No charge. Price has been paid. His love is tough. He took, as I said, quite a beating for each and every one of us. He surely did. He did that. He did that. So, you know, when people go around and they just running their mouths and mully-grubbing and complaining. Mm -mm. No. They just need to get their degree. They need to get their attitude adjusted. And then they can straighten up. Oh, 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 man. I remember taking somebody to chiropractor one time. 
and they had to lay in the back of the car. We had to open the hatch, and like a snake, they went down onto the ground, on the, on the concrete, and they crawled, slithered into the doctor's office, okay, in front of everybody, through the litter of the, of the gutter and the cigarette butts and everything else that was on the ground. Just trying, uh, 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 just trying to make it in. Boy, what a difference after that adjustment came walking. <laughs> hey, you know, felt so good. Felt so good. I got adjusted. The big difference when you come to church and you, and you bring your heart before the Lord and you call on him in faith. And you repent. You tell them you're sorry. You quit being defensive. You don't need to defend yourself. He's your defender. You let him take care of all that. You just give it all to him. Be honest with him. The Bible says a broken and a contrite, that means a crushed spirit, he will not refuse. He will not refuse. Let's stand together. God bless you this morning. To come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all things. He wants to give to you what you need. The gift of the Holy Ghost. The gift of the Holy Ghost. He wants to, for the church, he wants to renew us in the gift of the Holy Ghost. We all, we all need a renewing of the Holy Ghost. There's not anybody in the church can live without a renewing of the Holy Ghost. We need that. I need church, church family. I need to worship him. I need to pray. I need to read his word. I need to witness to a lost and dying world. I need to come back and tell him, thank you. Thank you. I'm clean. Thank you. That my sinful nature, I've been delivered from it. I'm, what is the, the song? I'm, I'm a dead man walking. I'm dead to sin. I'm dead to my flesh. And I'm alive to Christ. It's what your Bible teaches. And people sing about it. But I want to do more than sing it. I want to live it. I want to experience it. I want to be it. I had family tell me, we would rather see you divorced and in drugs than like you are right now. I'm quoting. And that was... Forty-six years ago, that was said to me. Oh, yeah. But I got my degree. Didn't matter what the opposition was. Didn't matter what the criticism was. God gave me my degree. He adjusted. Oh, oh, ah. Oh, wow, look at that. He adjusted my attitude. 
Justin Madison. And I thank him, and I love him for what he's done. And I want to come back and tell him that. Amen. I want to come back and tell him that. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. What about you? So I'll see you here tonight. God love you. Look, we're going to take an offering. Everybody said, God bless the offering. In Jesus' name. Oh, I'm so sneaky. Very, very sneaky. <laughs> Slipped that in there, didn't I? Yeah. Come on. All right, my brother. Come right ahead.